I would be in my quiet time with the Lord, and I'm begging him to have these sexual urges taken away from me. I'm like, Lord, I don't know how to do this. And he is saying to me, Johnny, you got to go tell Emily. And I flat out told God, no. He was giving me opportunity to be a man of courage. And I didn't do that. I had to be found out. You see, Jesus has had my life since I gave it to him when I was 19. But he's always wanted me to live a life of freedom. I was living a life of bondage. Every decision I made when I hid my addiction and I didn't address it, I was choosing chains. Has your marriage been shattered by sexual betrayal? Are you wondering if it's possible to save your marriage? Or even if you want to? Your story matters, and there is hope for your marriage through Christ Jesus. Welcome to Beyond Broken Vows podcast. I'm Johnny. I'm Emily. And friends, we've been where you are. Our marriage vows were shattered by adultery fueled by pornography. But through a commitment to recovery, our faith in God, and our hope for redemption, we set out on a journey of healing. Now our marriage is better than we ever could have imagined, and we give God all the glory. On our show, we'll talk through difficult topics, infidelity, porn addiction, recovery, and more. So if you're ready to move from pain-filled todays into hope-filled tomorrows, grab your favorite beverage and spend a little time with us. Marriage is redeemed. Hearts renewed. On Beyond Broken Vows podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Beyond Broken Vows podcast. We are your hosts, Emily and Johnny Spiegelmeyer. Welcome back, everybody. We hope that you had a good weekend and that maybe you found some ways to practice some self-care as well as some meaningful connection with your spouse. Yes, it was Valentine's Day last week. Right. We hope that if you did celebrate that it went well. And if you didn't celebrate, then great. Right. You know, last week at the very end, we were encouraging our listeners to make Valentine's Day their own and not necessarily succumb to the pressures of what uh, society has made it out to be. And I feel that uh, we were pretty successful in this past week in making Valentine's our own. In fact, we split it up into two days just because of our busy schedule. We couldn't really get everything done that we wanted to do. So true to what we were saying is that not only did we make it our own, but we can really celebrate it any day. That's true. It doesn't have to be on the day, especially when it's a Wednesday in the middle of the week. That does change things a little bit because I know folks like to get away sometimes and that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, welcome back. We're glad to be with you again. And we're here picking up on step 11. That's right. But before we do that, we do have a review that I wanted to share with our listeners. All right. Let's hear it. So this one comes from TX99 underscore NF. And this is just an app ID. If you're thinking that it sounds a little funny, (laughs) we don't really know the people's names usually who leave reviews, but we're grateful for them anyway. And this person titled it amazing with a couple of exclamation points and says, I love how real and raw this podcast is shedding light on areas of marriage that many shy away from. Thanks for the rays of hope. Thank you so much for sending in that review. Again, they're so helpful to us so that we can not only be found, but as we're found, that this message has a greater reach around the world and more people can come to learn that they're not alone and that there is hope. Yes. And if you find that this podcast has been helpful to you in any way, we encourage you to share it with other people who may also need to hear this message of hope. Right. 
So thank you again for that amazing five-star review. So men, I know you're tired of the dissatisfaction that comes with repeatedly viewing pornography, making promises to yourself and to others to stop, only to go back to the same destructive behavior that keeps you feeling empty, guilty, and full of shame. You're reading all the right books and Bible passages, hoping somehow these will make sense and offer direction on how to change your pattern of compulsive behaviors. You want to know from God how you can find some freedom from your addictive sexual behavior and how to repair the damage that you've done to your spouse and marriage, but don't know who to trust or where to start. I want you to stop looking around. I want you to stop being stuck in the cycle of poor choices. I'm going to help you find a new direction that will lead you to true freedom once and for all with God's help. With a few simple concepts and some measured steps, you can become the man of integrity that you started out to be, free from shame, free of guilt, standing on solid ground, feeling better than you've ever felt before. I want you to go right now to coaching.beyondbrokenvows.com and get started with me on your path to freedom. Are you in? Let's do this. That's coaching.beyondbrokenvows.com. Yes, that's great, honey. And just want to remind everybody that we are having a Valentine's Day special that runs through the month of February. That's right. And so if you want a discount code to some coaching, sign up for our insider newsletter and we will send that code right out to you. Just go to insider.beyondbrokenvows.com and sign up. And just a point of clarity on that, you can sign up in February to get the discount but that doesn't mean you have to schedule the call in February if you're just not quite ready. But we encourage you, get signed up right away so that you can have that discount and make the coaching call a little easier to get to. That's good advice, honey. So let me ask those of you who are listening, do you find it difficult to connect with God and know his will for your life? If you said yes, you're not alone. Just like the recovery journey, it takes a lot of persistent and consistent effort to cultivate a close relationship with the Lord. It doesn't come naturally to us mere humans. But there is a roadmap for discovering how to make connecting with God a priority. It's found in the Bible. Today, we're going to unpack Step 11 of the Sex Addicts Anonymous Recovery Program, which is all about this sometimes elusive yet always fulfilling practice of knowing God and His will for us. That's so true. And today, we're going to start again with reading from The Green Book. And what it has to say for step 11 is this. In taking the 11th step, we dedicate ourselves to an increasing spiritual awareness and greater connection with our higher power. As we progress in recovery, we come to realize that our higher power has always been with us, even in the depths of our addiction. It is our conscious contact with this power that has increased for us as we work through each step. By making contact with God as a conscious practice, We have allowed God into our lives, healing us, directing us, and changing us in ways that were never possible before. In step 11, we seek to improve this conscious contact so that our spiritual connection will become not only the means by which we recover from our sex addiction, but our daily source of guidance and strength. The higher power we seek is loving and supportive. This step works best when we have faith in the goodness of our higher power's will for us even if we can't see the outcome yet. We may still go through hard times 
or periods of confusion. Yet we hold on to the belief that God's will for our good and the knowledge and power we need will be given to us in God's time. So before we dive into today's content, Emily, would you please pray for us all? Yes, I would love to. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to get back into these recovery steps and really dig in to learning how to connect with you better and learning what your will for our lives is. And it can be a tough thing to do. I think we probably all struggle with that, God. So we ask for your strength and your courage, your wisdom and your insight, and that Holy Spirit will just be with us today, guiding us as we talk through step 11. Thank you for your mercy and your grace as always. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Okay, we are back in the 12 steps. Go ahead and tell us what step 11 is. Okay, loved ones, if you're ready, step 11 of recovery is one of the longest statements that there is. So get ready. Here it comes. Step 11 of recovery states this, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God, praying only for the knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. Wow, that is a long one. I know, it sounds like a huge commitment, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not used to them being so long, but that's great. It's full of really good stuff. I just said that it sounds like a huge commitment, but actually it is because this is step 11. And as we outlined the last time we were together with step 10, that steps 10, 11, and 12 are our daily commitments now to recovery. We went steps one through nine where we really dug into ourselves trying to see the past and undo some of the things of the past so that we can move forward. And this is part of the daily moving forward. Great. So I'm going to go ahead and pull out some key words and phrases from that entire statement. And those words are sought, prayer, meditation, conscious, God's will, and God's power. So the first word that we see in the statement is the word sought. Taking initiative. It's an action by which we have to step out on our own and make it happen. It's not passive, and we don't wait for others to do it for us, and we don't wait for the circumstances to be right. We're going and seeking that out. And I found a couple of passages of Scripture that really fits this quite well. First one being Jeremiah 29 verses 13 and 14, and I'll just paraphrase it. God is talking to the prophet Jeremiah on behalf of the nation of Israel, and he's telling them, when you earnestly seek me with all of your heart, you will find me. And then it goes on to reassure that when you do this with an honest, open heart, you will be found by me. And the very last part of that verse says, declares the Lord. That's a promise. Mm -hmm. He promises that if you actively seek him, and honestly seek him, he can be found. And that reminds me of Matthew 7, 7, where Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks will find, and the one who knocks, the door will be open. What an amazing promise. Yes, absolutely. We're so glad that God gives us these promises that we can stand on. So that first one right there, seek or sought, take the initiative, get into action, and go look for him. He can be found. 
So the next part of this statement that we come to, we sought through prayer. Prayer is just talking to God. We don't have to make it difficult. Some of us who have been in the church our whole lives, we've learned through experience or by the way that it was modeled to us about how to pray, maybe pray in public or pray in private. And some of us have adopted the way other people do it. Right. Yes, because if it's modeled, that's the thing that you adopt. And so sometimes that modeling isn't as healthy as it should be. Right. I would say, though, if you're looking to somebody that you admire and you want to pattern yourself after that, that's a good thing. We would just encourage you to find your own way to talk with God. And I find no better example from Scripture than through the Psalms. Like the first 40 Psalms are written by King David, something like that. And King David is so good about just expressing his real thoughts. Yes, just real and raw. He is. He really doesn't hold back his emotion, what he really thinks and how he feels. He is so good about pouring out his thoughts to God. But at the end of most of these Psalms, there's a turning point where he stops and says, pretty much, okay, those are my thoughts, God, but nevertheless, let your will be done because you are greater than me. A posture of humility. Right. So after seeking through prayer, we're going to seek through prayer and meditation. So if prayer is just talking with God, then meditation is just listening to God. Or better yet, taking the time to be available so that you can hear him. Because he's always trying to talk to us. We just don't really take the time to be quiet enough to pay attention to what he's trying to say. Right. You know, I've heard in the past some preachers teach it this way. God's word is always speaking to us on a certain frequency level. I don't mean a literal frequency, but his voice is always out there. He's always talking to us. We just need to learn to tune into his frequency. And we do that whenever we start removing the distractions from our life. Now, what I'm talking about is meditation comes as a very specific and directed time where you're going to sit down or go to a quiet area. Some people find this in nature. But what we're trying to do is remove the distractions of our lives so that we can put ourselves in a position where we can hear what he's saying. And I think meditation is one of those spiritual disciplines that most people find difficult. I know that I do. I think you've mentioned to me many times before that you do as well. I do. It's really hard for me to enter a place of meditation because when I do find myself in a place where I'm ready to quiet my mind and clear the clutter, things just start pouring in. The worries that I currently have, the emotions that I'm feeling, uh, do I have an itch on my nose? <laughs> um, you know, anything seems to come up and distract me from hearing. Yeah, me too. I find that I can sit there for just maybe a minute or two, and then I really have to fight off things, you know, my to-do list. And it just really takes a lot of effort to be quiet and still before the Lord. We did not read this from the Green Book on air this time, but the reading for this step encourages us to keep trying. A little bit at a time, it'll get better. So just because you get cluttered and bogged down in the worries of your life and you can't get it, if you can get just a moment and you go back the next time, and you get another moment and another moment, it will build. And eventually, as you exercise the spiritual discipline, those spiritual muscles, if you will, 
then you will get better at it and those times will increase. Yes, that's true. Next up, we're seeking through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. And that conscious part is really just that we're present and we're aware. This isn't some kind of work that's going around in the background of our mind and just trying to be a good person and think good thoughts. We're conscious and aware of what we're doing with God. It, again, goes right back up to the seeking, the sought part. It's active, and we take the initiative. That's a conscious contact. So there is a reference in Scripture that I really enjoy so much, and it comes from the Old Testament in the book of 1 Samuel, around uh, chapter 3 and verse 9. I'll just again paraphrase. Young Samuel is at the temple, and he is now the apprentice to the priest of the time. And he's sleeping at night one time, and he hears a voice call him, Samuel, Samuel. So he gets up thinking the priest had called him. And he goes in and says, did you call me? He says, no, I didn't call you, man. Go back to bed. <laughs> so he goes back to bed. Then he hears it again, Samuel, Samuel. And he gets up and goes to the priest one more time. And he says, did you call me? He says, no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So he goes back to bed. And a third time, he hears the voice, Samuel, Samuel. So he gets up one more time and he goes to the priest. He said, here I am. Did you call me? And this time the priest perceived that it was God that was calling him. And so he said, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go back and you're going to lay down. And if the voice should call your name again, say this, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And that's what happened. And from that point on, God revealed Samuel's path to him for his whole life. But he was taught how to be in that position, ready to receive what God would say. So I guess my encouragement from this is that when you get to your point where you're quiet and distractions are gone, maybe just simply utter this prayer, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Yes, I love that. That's such a good idea. And of course, it comes straight from Scripture. And the best ideas that we have often do come from Scripture. Yes, so true. So we have sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God. Now we're praying only for the knowledge of God's will for us. When we're trying to think about what God's will for us is, for those of us who've been believers for any length of time, this seems to be the most elusive thing, right? Yes. It's like, what am I supposed to do when we're trying to make a decision? What are the pros and the cons? You know, which direction do I go? It's so confusing to try to determine what God's path is for us. Right. You know, when we were putting this particular episode together, I got so excited because the passage in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, uh, came to my mind. The Holy Spirit gave me this one. And to me, this encapsulates everything about what it is to be in recovery and to understand God's will. So those of you who already heard Romans 12, 1 and 2, you know where I'm going already, but I'll read it anyway. So Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then 
you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Could that be more clear-cut for us? No, I think that's pretty crystal clear. I love the encouragement of verse 1 to offer our bodies as living sacrifices. You know, when we talk about this in recovery, it's removing the importance on ourselves because we're not living sacrificially if we're living for ourselves, not understanding that there's a greater purpose for our physical bodies. Our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. And in that encouragement, it tells us that when we live that way, it's holy and pleasing to God. And this is our spiritual act of worship. It's what we have to offer him. Sometimes if we don't have money to bring or we don't have this wonderful ministry or whatever that we're doing in service to God to just lay out there, sometimes what we have to offer is just the purity of our own bodies. And that is enough for God. He will gladly accept that, especially if he sees the hard work that we're doing in order to maintain it, because temptations come in this world. And I was just hearing a lecture in one of my courses, and the uh, instructor of the course said this, temptation can actually be seen as our ally. This is a complete juxtaposition because so many times we equate temptation with sin, but he's encouraging us to take an understanding that temptation can actually be our ally. Why? Because it exposes our weaknesses. Some of us will have a temptation in one area and not at all in another. Another person may have a temptation in something that you have no urges toward whatsoever, but find your particular weakness not a weakness of their own. And so when we allow temptation to be our ally to see our weaknesses, then we know where we need to do the work. Right. That is so amazing. I love that. Amen. So here we go. We're coming toward the end of this step 11 statement. We have sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God, praying only for the knowledge of God's will for us and then the power to carry that out. Sometimes God talks to us and tells us things that we're not quite ready to hear. Yeah, how so, honey? Well, so from scripture, we have a great example that comes out of Luke chapter 18, verse 18. There's a rich young ruler, and he comes to Jesus and he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus starts to tell him what it takes. You know, he talks about living out the commandments and doing good to others. And the rich young ruler says, yes, I've done all these things since I was a child. Jesus looks right at him and says, but you still lack one thing. Go sell everything that you have and give it to the poor and then come follow me. And the rich young ruler went away sad because he was really rich. And that's all it really has to say about him. But Jesus goes on to say that the trappings of our life can make it difficult to follow his will for us. Johnny, you were telling me about an example of this from your own life. Right. As a matter of fact, it's actually part of my testimony as I talk about my addiction, my recovery, and coming to terms with that. Many times in my own personal morning time, this is all before discovery. This could be one to two years ahead of discovery for me when I would be in my quiet time with the Lord and I'm begging him to have these sexual urges taken away from me. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know how to do this. And he is saying to me, Johnny, you got to go tell Emily. And my response was, nah, nope, not going to do that. 
And he kept coming back to me very gently, saying, Johnny, you, you need to go tell Emily. I promise you that this is the way out. And it's like, Lord, I can't do that because that would hurt her too much. And he would come back to me again, Johnny, if you want to be free of this, you've got to tell Emily. And my final response to that was, no, I won't do it. It'll be too hard for Emily. She won't be able to take it. And I flat out told God, no. The thing was, is that in my words, even to God, I was trying in my own mind to protect you. But really, I was protecting myself because I had fear of being exposed. Right. And since you didn't listen to that still small voice, God eventually orchestrated a plan for you to be found out. That's actually right. In those moments when he was telling me, Johnny, you need to go tell Emily, he was giving me opportunity to be a man of courage. That man of courage is the one that would suck it up and go do the hard thing, to go do the next right thing. And I didn't do that. I had to be found out in God's loving mercy toward me, like you said, orchestrated a way that I was going to be discovered. His love for me was so great that he forced me out into the open <laughs> so that he could give me once again the opportunity to repent and turn and find recovery and repair my marriage and repair my mind and live my life whole and complete. You see, Jesus has had my life since I gave it to him when I was 19, but he's always wanted me to live a life of freedom. I was living a life of bondage. Every decision I made when I hid my addiction and I didn't address it, I was choosing chains. For all those years, God was trying to set me free from the prison of my own making. Yes. So this is why prayer and meditation is so important. We seek through prayer and meditation to increase our conscious contact with God as we understand him. Don't get hung up on that as we understand God. Just take him for what you do know about him and talk to him. Listen to what he has to say. Ask him, what is your will for me today, Lord? And then ask him, can you give me the strength to do that? Because I'm feeling pretty weak. Yes. It's harder than it sounds, but it's so worth the effort. Every bit of it. Every bit of effort. Every bit of pain and every difficult feeling that I've had to unwrap through this process has all been worth it. It has paid off through your love and compassion and through God's mercy and grace. Amen. So here is the word for today that I feel encapsulates everything that we're trying to say today. And it comes out of John 15, verses 4 and 5. Emily, would you read that for us? Yes. And this is Jesus speaking. He says, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Amen. That verse right there pretty much says it all about why you should continue to improve your conscious contact with God. Mm -hmm. So here's our hope for today. The more time we spend talking and listening to God, 
the better we will understand who we are, who He is, and what He wants us to do each day. Let me go ahead and close us in prayer. Father, thank you so much for this time that we have been able to just take a moment and unfold what it means to connect with you. I know, Lord, that we didn't go into the practical ways like we usually do. We're going to leave that to the work of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would intervene and intercede in the lives of those who are hearing today and inspire them to their own place where they meet with you, where they talk to you, and where they listen to you. For Emily and myself as well, we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Johnny, that was really good. I mean, just another step in this recovery process that has shown me so many truths of Scripture. Mm -hmm. It's not just for recovering addicts. <laughs> right. It's for all of us. This is unfolding the plan that God has for all people that want to know Him and serve Him and love Him and do His will. So I'm just like really grateful for this program and this step in particular. And Emily, you know that one of the things that excites me the most is that when I can take any particular topic and tie scripture to it, mm -hmm. because it's so rich and it's there for those of us who want to open up our eyes and our ears and our hearts to hear what God has to say, it's everywhere. Right. His scriptures are relevant for today. Absolutely, they are. So Johnny, what do you want to leave our listeners with today? So today I want you to consider any one of a number of ways you can actively stay in contact with God through prayer, through reading scripture, journaling, etc. Also, consider what distractions you have in your life that keep you from hearing what God is telling you, and then take steps to reduce or even eliminate those. So once again, we wanted to tell you that we have in our show notes a link to a questionnaire that will help you determine if you are a sex addict. Yes, and we also, again, encourage you to protect all your devices with this app that we love called Covenant Eyes. It's a really great step for protecting yourself from the harmful parts of the internet. And we really love this app because if you want to use this as a help, as an ally right. in your recovery, and you're not doing it under duress from somebody else, if you really choose that you want this to be something that keeps you accountable, it's going to work for you. What I really love is that it just takes random screenshots of what you're looking at, and it can send that to your ally. Correct. And Johnny, your ally is your best friend. That's right. And so you're going to be very aware of what you're looking at. And even if it's the stuff that just pops up on Facebook or you know, right. a video that you're watching on craftsmanship, anything can just pop up on your screen, and you're just like, whew, you've got the fastest thumb in the West. <laughs> <laughs> you just swipe that away as fast as you can because you don't want to have a screenshot taken of maybe a girl who's posing for attention or something like that in an advertisement. Right. You know, so anyway, it's really great because sometimes I hear you getting really upset that these things are just popping up on your screen and you're just like, <clears throat> you know, because you're really trying to protect your friend and at the same time protect yourself. Right. And just this one further plug for Covenant Eyes. There's such a rich resource on how to recover. Yes. How to avoid the temptations, how to protect not just you, but your whole family. So many articles, 
so many good resources to paying off of them, and it all comes with your monthly subscription. Yes, I remember when we first signed up with Covenant Eyes, I found their articles for wives extremely helpful. I didn't know one thing about sex addiction, addiction in general even. And at that point, I was thinking that I had done something maybe to cause it. I was feeling like I wasn't enough. You know, I had all of these emotions roiling inside of me. And these articles were so helpful to make it clear what addiction is, where it comes from, that it wasn't anything that I did to cause it. Right. You know, just very reassuring for me. And yes, so the educational aspect of this company is very good. I completely agree. And it's still on my phone today, every day. Yes, we will continue to use this app probably forever. <laughs> right. It will stay there as far as I'm concerned. The last thing we want to encourage you with, if you are in Sex Addicts Anonymous currently, keep in contact with your sponsor. And if you're not currently engaged in a recovery program, you need some help moving forward, book a coaching call with me at coaching.beyondbrokenvows.com and I can help you get started. That's coaching.beyondbrokenvows.com. And don't forget to get on our insider list so that you can get a discount code. Emily, this has been such a good time. I just have one more thing that I want to say. It comes out of our green book of recovery, and it says this. We've been given a new chance at life, an awakening to a spiritual dimension we never knew was available to us. We become open to sharing with others what we have gained and to helping others on the path of recovery. In gratitude, we seek opportunities for service to God and our fellow sex addicts. Our path now leads us to step 12. Great. I'm looking forward to that. So until next time, marriage is redeemed, hearts renewed on Beyond Broken Vows podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. And before you go, if this podcast encouraged you and you're feeling some hope for today, please share this show with someone else you know who is going through a similar situation and needs to know that they're not alone. One of the best ways that you can help us reach more people is to leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. And as always, we would love to hear from you with questions and comments. Just email us at support at beyondbrokenvows.com. As you walk out this journey one day at a time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.